Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, Episode 40. Truth is liberating. And most people function out of lies and deceit when it comes to their sexuality. You know, it's a lot of pretending going on. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here. And welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's In the Circle Health Tribe podcast. We have another great interview for you today. Um, as I mentioned, I'm Kim and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes. And this is episode 40. And we are joined, joined I should say, by Dr. Akua Gray. And uh, we are discussing, we actually discussed many great topics. It was a powerful interview. Yeah. Um, but we dive into um, holistic sexuality, what that is. Um, we dived into um, the issues with relationships, how to have harmonious relationships, what a true relationship constitute, how does that look, um, and so many other things. Yeah, I really enjoyed this show, and I think that uh, our listeners will as well. And mm-hmm. um, we we just spoke about so many uh, great things. She's such an incredible person, and she's doing great work. Um, internationally, mm-hmm. you know, and she continues to give back and come home and uh, give back here. So, uh, yeah, this is a great interview. Yeah. So before we dive into the interview, I would just like to share a little bit of information um, about Dr. Akua. Uh, Dr. Akua, naturopath, spiritualist and master teacher, is the International Operations Director for a Life of Peace Wellness Institute, Inc., an international holistic health education and wellness nonprofit organization. She is the author of numerous books, including Natural Health and Wellness Manual, Veggie Delights, Recipes for Holistic Health, Eating Live for Maximum Nutrition and Wellness, Akawaba, Dr. Akua's Ghanaian Vegan Cuisine, Today, Wellness Manifestations and Holistic Sexuality, The Practical Guide to Sexual Healing. Dr. Akua has shared the gifts of her works with the international communities of the USA, Canada, the Caribbean, Israel, the Philippines, England, Qatar, Germany, Japan, and Ghana. And for the full bio, because she has done extensive work, uh, just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash 40, and you can read her full um, bio there. So uh, without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Hi, Kim and Jamal here. And today we are joined with Dr. Akua Gray. Hi, Dr. Akua. How are you? Peace and blessings, everyone. All is well. Thank you. Peace. Glad yeah. to have you on. And uh, before we dive into this interview, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to, to join us. And uh, we look forward to sharing some amazing information with our community. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. And thank you for having me. Yes. So for people just learning about you for the first time, um, what is your personal story and journey on your path to becoming a master teacher and healer? Uh, who is Dr. Akua? <laughs> that is a, a very good question. Um, 
I answer that usually because um, I've, I've had that question before, and it, it's always a good question. Because we are such evolving beings, especially when we're on a spiritual path, uh, I like to say that I am divine energy. Mm. And my personal story that led me to that realization was the fact that uh, I grew up with a sick mother. Mm. And in growing up with a sick mother, there are some things that I saw her do that I did not want for myself. And so I chose the path of holistic health and healing so that the traumas and the discomforts that I had to deal with as a child and as a teenager and then having a mother to transition um, into the spiritual realm in my early adult life made me want to make some changes and to live my life a little bit differently. My mother was a very loving woman. Uh, she always nurtured in the, the best possible way. And so um, I wanted to be able to share that concept, that living in love that I had with my mother, with my children in particular. Mm -hmm. So that was the start of my journey to eating healthy. That was the start of my journey to studying about good health, to maintaining in, um, a, um, a healthy weight, and also being focused on staying disease-free. Yeah. And along the way, of course, um, meeting other master teachers of our time and studying with them and also uh, attending um, many different institutions of learning for holistic health. Um, by profession, I was a, um, a public school teacher for uh, many number of years before I retired and decided to go into holistic health um, full-time, which was about 10 years ago. So the organization, which is a nonprofit organization, called the Life of Peace Wellness Institute, was the start of that full-time, as you say, master teacher and healer era of my life. And so that's where I am now, and I say that I live every day on purpose. Yeah, and um, that that's that is a, a great story. Yes, and um, so I know with your uh, with your institute, you um, as well as helping people with their health, you also uh, you, you you teach and you offer different types of uh, certifications as well. Like what what led you to to explore that side? Um, not only uh, helping people to to you know heal themselves, but now teaching people how to help others to, to uh, heal themselves? Like, what made you decide to, uh, you know, take that on? Well, one of the things that I saw, you know, uh, being a, a, uh, an, an educator by profession, mm -hmm. one of the things that I saw is that we would have our holistic health teachers to come into our communities for uh, a lecture, Okay, they come in for a lecture or workshop or a retreat or something like that. And then they would leave. Okay. And so after they left, we, most of our community had no other resources for holistic health education except for 
you know, lecturers coming in and out of town, Dr. Paul Goss, Queen of Fuller, Dr. Jewel Pukum, you know, those names that we know over the last 20, 30 years in holistic health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of the things that uh, we decided to do when we started A Life of Peace was we wanted to be that community organization for the entire African diaspora. Mm-hmm to be able to offer consistent holistic health education training. So in the very beginning, we decided to um, teach a naturopath class, which we still teach, but we needed to start with a public face. Yeah. Someone that someone knew that we could introduce ourselves to every community around. And so we chose Dr. Laila Africa. Mm-hmm. And so we actually toured him for about three years around the country, the Caribbean, uh, into Canada, and we also had a few other healers to come on board within those few years of our beginnings, like Queen of Fuller, um, Dr. Jewel Kukum, Ayohendi Kendi, uh, Dr. Scott Whitaker, and we actually went out and sponsored lectures for them to uh, really introduced the organization to the different communities. Yes. And so um, once we were well-established and people started to know us and then seeing that this was a reliable organization for holistic health training, um, well, just to put it lightly, we no longer need public faces. (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we we went ahead and just took off with our full-fledged programs of teaching uh, Reiki certifications, holistic health business, iridology. We went on to begin teaching vegan chef training, do women's rites of passages. Uh, So it's just a whole host of things that we offer in every community now. And then when the online training became popular, we no longer had to literally travel out to the different cities, although we still do that occasionally. Um, But most of what we offer now is either in retreat form where we have our central locations, and then uh, our online classes are very prevalent now. So that's how we started. And, you know, we named it Institute because we plan on being around for quite a while. You know, the next few generations or the next 10, 12, 20 generations, you know. So we are, and what I have found now, this year is actually 2016. We started in 2006. So um, as I look back over our last 10 years in helping to bring holistic health education to the community, I found that almost everyone who is doing holistic health in our communities on a consistent basis, because that's one thing we really try to help our students to internalize, has been influenced or touched by a Life of Peace Wellness Institute in some way. And that's very encouraging for our next 10 years. Yeah. Right. Because we, we actually have healers in just about every community uh, around the U.S. as well as in Canada, the Caribbean, uh, in uh, England. Uh, we have taught students as far away as Guam. 
who have gone into holistic health in their communities, and that was the mission. Yeah. That was the mission, to be able to have a healer in every community and for that healer to provide consistent service to the African diaspora. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's great. And just, just as a testament to that, you know, I took uh, you and uh, Dr. Africa's uh, naturopathic, um, advanced naturopathic training back in, I believe, 2007. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've, we've, you know, had our holistic center for 10 years for 10 years now so and and, and that's full-time consistent uh for uh for 10 years now so you know another <laughs> another you know center that that you touched and, and had influence on and we thank you for that yes mm, that's wonderful and i love those kinds of testimonies yeah so it's, it's never ending in terms of what we need uh, related to wellness in our community. Indeed. One of the things that, um, that I, I like that, uh, that you offer is the, um, the holistic health business coaching because, uh, you know, in our community we have a lot of, uh, you know, technicians, people that are good at the craft but not business savvy. So when it comes to the business world and trying to be successful in it, a lot of uh, our businesses fail because of that. So I think it's great that um, that you add that um, that business piece on to your model as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, <clears throat> and when you can be successful in business, you can be consistent. Yeah, and right. One of the things that we um, what we teach is not only the business part, but also balance in the business. You know, because I have seen a lot of healers over the years, especially those in the generation that came before us, uh, just burn themselves out. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the main components that we teach is not only, you know, how to run the business, how to set up the business, make sure that your business is in balance. Um, And I I always teach, of course, and business my eye in everything. where, you know, you really have to take some time to make sure that you're still nourishing yourself. Yeah. Because I've also seen quite a few healers to become bitter because business was not successful and they felt unappreciated. Mm-hmm. Right. That they were offering to the community and that's not healing for themselves or the people that they're trying to serve. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good, good point. We see that quite often, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just understanding understanding business, we also understand why um, why that happens. So, like you said, to find that balance uh, or my art is uh, is extremely important. Um, and and it, it you know you're you're international. You're traveling uh, traveling the world. I know you just uh, got back from uh, from Ghana. Uh, what- no, actually, actually, I repatriated to Ghana in two thousand and nine. Oh, nice. And- actually living there wow. for um, the past six years. So wow. um, um, that is home. Wow, that's and, great. Yeah. You know, one of the things that brings me back here to the U.S. Um, is uh, I now have a granddaughter and a grandson. Mm. <laughs> that always that's what brings you back, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. So, you know, we were super excited about those little ones coming through. So I'm actually here not only for um, 
teaching during the spring and summer, which I usually come back every spring and summer. Mm-hmm. But I'm also homeschooling uh, my granddaughter. So oh, I'm great. really excited about that. So I kind of consider myself bicontinental now because I'm not going to miss her growing up. <laughs> right. that, that is great. We homeschool our daughter, so we definitely understand the power and we appreciate that. Um, so what, what's going on in, uh, in, in Ghana? What, uh, what are you doing out there? Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I really want to say this, but okay, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing absolutely nothing but growing <laughs> organic food, living on solar power, oceanfront. Wow. And relaxing every day and writing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to I'm come the, visit you. Right. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's all you're doing, but you're doing so much. That's a lot. You know, yeah. because you're, you're, you're living the, the life of your dreams. You're living the life that, that you want to live and, and, and uh, a stress-free uh, type of life, the life that you created for yourself. And that, that's amazing because so many people want to do that, but just haven't positioned themselves to do it. So um, it, it's inspiring as well, you know, to, to hear that and to know that uh, you position, position yourself in this way. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely amazing. And then you can come back, you can teach, you're doing your online work so you can still contribute and help to cultivate and, and develop and heal the people. Um, I, I definitely congratulate you on that. That that's amazing. Received, and, and it is it is truly a blessing to be able to do that because you know, especially being in a monoculture, that's one of the things that I like best about Ghana. Because you know, living here and growing up in America, we've never known a monoculture, mm-hmm. and so to see everyone. Looking like you, I mean, you know, if you're no stranger, it's just a beautiful experience. And like I said, we chose to live by the sea, so we, we have an, uh, a river and an ocean that's right in front of the uh, of our place, and that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I plan on living a very long time, so you yes. know, based on uh, one of our master teachers, Dr. Jewel Kukram, who talks about being an immortalist. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to regulate your environment, and it has to be in an environment that's naturally in alignment with nature. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I chose village life in Africa as opposed to city life in Africa. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that that's great. And, and just in contrast, you know, just kind of, you know, traveling the world, living in Ghana now, being kind of by... Um, by citizenship, you know, in, in the U.S. as well as, as Ghana, you know, like what what's your take on on the health of uh, the United States overall and then comparing that to like the health of, of where you are uh, in, in Ghana? Mm. <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, overall, here in the United States, I think I, I like to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. I that we as naturopaths, as natural healers, can work hand in hand with allopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. If we continue to vibe together and continue to try to understand each other. Because from a scientific and a technological point of view, they have allopathy, has, has what we need mm-hmm. in terms of 
able to know what exactly is wrong with the body and their ability to diagnose. Mm -hmm. And then from a holistic point of view, us as healers, we have what they need in terms of realigning the body with nature so that it functions fully in the way that it should based on the way that the creator created the body and not based on machinery and chemicals. Mm -hmm. So I really think that the more that uh, holistic health continues to grow and is put in the face of allopathic medicine, I think that they will begin to see that the integration, you know, we have integrative medicine, uh, that the integration between natural healing and allopathic um, technology and diagnosis can really work hand in hand. So I'm really looking forward to that being the norm yeah. in the future because, you know, we don't want to throw away the machines. The machines can kind of look inside and tell us what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. the less the, the the healthier we are, the less we'll have to use the machines. But, you know, like, like Dick Gregory says, if he's in a car accident, don't take him to an herbalist. <laughs> take him to the hospital. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. So, you know, we kind of have to work hand in hand. So I'm, as far as the state of, of where I would like to see healing go in America, that's where it would be. Now, the second part of that question that you asked, in comparison to what I see in Ghana and what I see here, uh, the Ghana medical industry is trying to replicate the Western medical industry. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part about that is they don't have the resources to effectively replicate it. Mm. So what I do see in Ghana is that hand-in-hand work between allopathic medicine and the natural herbalist mm. that have traditionally taken care of the people, okay? So, you know, there is literally an herbalist in every family. Wow, yeah. And one of the uh, fortunate things is, you know, we had a, a family in our village to adopt us. So um, one of the things that was fortunate about that, you know, and I guess it's just the creator's divine will, is there were several herbalists in that family that took us in in the village, you know, to say, okay, these are good people that have welcomed them into the village. Mm. So um, what they began to do is when they found out that I was a natural doctor, they began to teach me about all of the different herbs that were in our local area and from the the papa who is the oldest in the family all the way down to Joyce who is one of the younger uh, granddaughters in the family who's being taught about herbs and Vivian who is a teenager in the family she's being taught about herbs so right now I'm on their level mm. and so we will go on an herb walk and we'll walk down the road and they'll tell me, okay, this is for this, this bush is for this, this is for malaria. And what you will see is during the seasons that these particular ailments are more prevalent, like the kata, which is what we call the cold, mm-hmm. uh, 
and malaria season, you will see these different plants blooming and actually coming into season during the time when, you know, if there is an influx of mosquitoes, you have the mosquito bushes that you dry and burn like an incense to keep the mosquitoes away. So it's, um, you know, it has been really nice being able to learn that. But what I see is most people who get sick in Ghana, they will try their traditional ways of healing first. Yes. And if those traditional ways of healing don't work in a certain amount of time, then they'll go to the doctor, the clinic, or the hospital. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. So they're and aligned then, correctly. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And then if the clinic, if what they receive at the clinic at the hospital doesn't work, they go right back to the indigenous remedies. Mm. Hmm. So they they have a balance, you know, the ordinary people. Right. Yeah. Have a balance in terms of being able to heal themselves uh, from the earth. That's that's beautiful to hear. I mean, right. it, it isn't the wisdom of of nature divine and amazing? You know the way that uh, it, it works like that, and uh, that's one of the things that we talk about on our show quite often. Trying to get people to, um, you know, think about self care and self healing first, and to take a natural approach first, and then if they they're getting some resistance with that then take the allopathic approach. But so many times, you know, people will take that approach first. Um, so we're, we're out of alignment. So it's, it's really good to hear uh, that natural alignment that people have in Ghana. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, um, just to, you know, change change gears a little bit, um, you recently came out with a, uh, a book um, on um, holistic sexuality, uh, what, what's the what's the full name of uh, of your book? It's called Holistic Sexuality: A Practical Guide to Sexual Healing. Yeah. Now, what what led to you, uh, you know, writing this this book? Can you tell us about that and what the book is about? Okay. Yeah, the book is a manual. It's a working manual for couples, families, individuals to begin to look at their sexual health from a holistic point of view. Mm-hmm. And it includes being able to heal from past dysfunctional experiences. It also um, touches on a little bit of uh, sexual healing in terms of actually using sex as a physical avenue for healing certain ailments in the body. Mm-hmm. It talks about healing relationships in between man and woman in a marriage and how to establish an effective uh, uh, marital relationship or relationship in general. It talks about multiple family structures and how all of the multiple family structures that are available to us are divine, mm-hmm. whether it's is polygamy, polyandry, polyamory, or monogamy. And it gives some examples of how to make each one of those relationships work in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. And it also talks about um, holistic sexuality in terms of how we teach our children as well. You know, because we don't want to tell all of the lies that people told us when we were 
uh, growing up about our sexuality, and then we had to get out into the world and kind of find out on our own. Right. right. Yeah, that's powerful. And so it 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 is also a guide to help parents to talk to their children about sexuality so that it it becomes something that is natural for them and not something that they should be afraid of or that they're taught is nasty or unhealthy or unclean because it's not. Right. So the book is, it's a short book. It's not a very long book, but, you know, the feedback that I've gotten, the the sales that I've gotten, um, have said that it is a book that is actually helping people. So I'm very glad about that. Um, What made me write the book is that in a lot of the um, classes that I teach, especially classes to women, the um, sexual dysfunctionality will always come out in some kind of way as a topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. And so in wanting to help heal from those past wounds that so many people were dealing with, made me uh, decide that I needed to write this book mm-hmm. because this book um, what because my experience was not like everyone else's experience okay what I found is that the experience that I have growing growing up with sexuality was totally different from every woman's experience that I had counseled with and that we had worked with in groups, worked with in rites of passages, and I said, okay, no one has a book that's helping us. (laughs) (laughs) No one has a book that's helping us. You know, they're telling us about, you know, how to do Tantra and, you know, all of those kinds of things. So this is not a book on Tantra. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the book to help you overcome fears, inhibitions, uh, bad relationships, baggage that you're carrying, all of those kinds of things. Uh, One aspect of the book is um, uh, I have a holistic sex test. And in that holistic sex test, we look at the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical aspects of what a person has gone through. And it actually measures where they are in their sexual maturity. Mm-hmm. Are, are they at a physical maturity level? Are they at an emotional maturity level? Are they at a mental maturity level? Or are they at a spiritual? Now, it's very few people that are at spiritual and mental. Mm-hmm. Most people are functioning uh, in terms of their sexual maturity at a physical and an emotional level. And which are the two lowest levels mm. yeah. in terms of uh, sexual maturity. So being able to, so this book is the guide or the manual that you can work with to actually build up to that spiritual sexual maturity level and to be able to flow freely with your sexuality in a way that is not only healing for you, but healing for those people that you choose to come in contact with on a sexual level. Mm. That um, that's so that's so needed. Um, and you could just instantly see the the need 
uh, we did a show um, a few shows back with uh, that was Rashida Gay, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were just talking about how just you know your your childhood traumas and experiences and and, and just your upbringing, just how it shapes the person um, that you are today, and and uh, the importance of uh, you know releasing uh, and, and and changing. Uh, that that child within so that you can become you know the the adult and and mature into the person that that you need to be now and um you know just listening to you know where people are it is and how they're functioning uh on that level as far as their like sexual maturity um and and that blockage of them not being able to go into the mental and spiritual levels, I, I, I would imagine that 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 has a, an effect on their life and their overall um, development. And, and a lot of people aren't even aware of that. So I think it's important that, you know, that you're bringing this subject up uh, to, to discuss and, and just let people know that there's a way to measure that so that they can begin that process of healing. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, the, the current group that I'm doing a rite of passage with here in Houston, um, part of their goddess care kit, the uh, rite of passage that we do is called Sacred Goddess Temple. Mm-hmm. And um, a part of their goddess care kit, they get a copy of Holistic Sexuality. And although we have a format of the different temples that the sisters go through, um, one of the sisters read the book early <laughs> before we got to the, the the holistic union part of it where we talk about male-female relationships. And so it has been so interesting in our group that um, after each one of our sessions, which are usually held on Sunday afternoons, we have a small little talk about holistic sexuality because so many of women have things that they have to heal from when it comes to their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And what I have found in talking to men's groups also is so many men also have things that they have to heal through. So it seems like we have two sessions in our rites of passage. We have our regular session, and then afterwards we have our mini-discussion on holistic sexuality. So it's definitely something that people are needing in their lives. Yeah. Do you think that um, just this particular uh, aspect, this area, is having an overall effect in the relationships that people have? Like when we look at the U.S., Divorce rate, for example, I haven't checked the statistics lately, but the last time that I did check, it was over 60 percent. It might it may even be over 70 percent. It's overwhelming in just the amount of failed relationships out there or if not failed, failing right. relationships, relationships. Yeah, that are going on right now. What role does this does this play in, in what's going on overall? Hmm. <clears throat> that's very hard to say mm-hmm. because everybody's relationship is different. Yeah. But what we find, but what I have found in relationships is that because of the emotional illusion that people usually get into relationships with in the first place makes for a very shaky foundation in establishing the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because society has taught us that you fall in love, which is an emotional thing, mm-hmm. um, people think that that's going to be the, 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 the sustaining thing in their relationship. Yes. And it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I teach, too, when I counsel couples in their pre-marriage counseling or in their relationship counseling or in their marriage counseling, because I do all three of those types of counseling. I tell them that you're, it's kind of like what Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are not in a, the only reason why you are in a relationship is so that the person that you are with is there to help you fulfill your divine purpose. Yes. And you are there to help them fulfill their divine purpose. Mm-hmm. If that is not the center or the focal point of why you are together, then you're together for the wrong reason. Speak it, Dr. Akula. <laughs> it's divine, it's, because that's why we're all here. We're all here as individuals for a purpose. And once you know what your purpose is, then whoever you align yourself with, whether it's one wife or two wives or one husband or two husbands or three husbands, okay, all of you all are working together to help each other fulfill their divine purpose. One of the very first things that we do in counseling is we get to know ourselves as individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we will see women living for the man's life. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And that's not who she is. So one of the things we do is, is we get to know who we are. And one of the ways that I do it, and I, and I go over this in the book as well, is we have each one of the, the people, the man and the woman, we have each one of them to list everything that they want to get a chance to do, be, see, know in this lifetime. Bring out your heart's desire. What is it that you want to do, be, the place you want to go, whatever, okay? And then they have to list the top five. And then they come together and they share their top five. And in sharing the top five, each person has to be able to say yes to at least the top five things that that person wants to do in life and be ready to support them when they decide that it is their time to do those things in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I have had some couples to say yes, and I have actually seen them acting on supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, very recently, uh, a couple that I counseled maybe a couple of years ago, one of the, the young lady's aspirations was to go to medical school. Okay. And uh, one of the young man's aspirations was to begin to get into his music again. Well, very recently I ran into the couple because they finished their um, their counseling with me. They got had a beautiful wedding. I married them. And um, I officiated their wedding. And then just here, like I said, Two years later, she's in medical school, 
and he's headlining a reggae festival. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they are together, and they are happy, and they are supporting each other's purpose. Mm. So she's off in medical school in the Caribbean. He's in the U.S. taking care of the children while she goes to medical school. Plus, he's working and supporting the family and pursuing his music. Nice. Wow. So it's, you know, it is once you really internalize why you come together as a couple, as a family, then you can begin to see stronger families being built. And like I said, it doesn't matter what kind of family structure a person chooses. You know, I teach sister wives how to be real sister wives. I teach brother husbands how to be real brother husbands. Mm. So that whatever the family structure is, it works and it's according to divine law. Wow, you just you just said so much. Um, just within you, what you said, I mean, you've you've already pointed out a, a lot of reasons why, um, you know, relationships are kind of in the situation that that they're in, um, and it, it it just seems like um, just from just from the very beginning, as far as uh, mate selection, um, that that because of society, like that process is even flawed and mm. and when people select what's supposed to be their divine mate you know they're they're kind of choosing them for the wrong reasons you know we we live in a very emotional society and people have a very difficult time controlling their emotions and using them as tools but not as as masters you know they they you know their emotions control them and they find themselves in these um, unthought out situations just based on how they feel. And, um, you know, they're setting themselves up for problems from the, from the very beginning. So, um, you know, this, this, this work and and what you're doing and and just what you revealed uh, today in this short amount of time is, is profound. And I think that, you know, it's going to, you know, open the eyes uh, for a lot of people Mm -hmm. listening right now. Um, I have a question for you um, in regards to uh, one of the things that, that you mentioned was uh, just talking about uh, sexuality and in, in, um, in children. And uh, we, we know that from the very beginning in our society, the, uh, you know, children are being misinformed and, you know, they're, they're being taught about sexuality from their peers and on the streets as opposed to, you know, like really in the homes and having real conversation um, what what age do you think is uh, is appropriate to begin uh, talking about you know sex and sexuality uh, you know with a child? Mm, I think around age ten, as they get ready to move into puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by the if a, if a child is raised um, holistically, you know, with the love and care that they need, they have a sense of responsibility already for themselves and for their family. By the age 10, if they show an interest in it, mm-hmm. or if they encounter something that raises their curiosity, they should be talked with about their sexuality and what it is and how it should be used in the right way. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think around age 10. 
Okay. Yeah, I was looking at um this um it was a short documentary, very short, and it was uh uh they just kind of recorded um you know parents uh speaking to their their children about uh you know sex sex and sexuality for the first time. And uh, but they, these children definitely were not ten. I mean, they were talking to them pretty young, like I would say six, seven, eight years old. They having you know was having this conversation with them, and just um, the difficulties that it was for for parents to to even talk about it, and and just what, with the parent being you know so uncomfortable about it about it, it automatically makes the child uncomfortable, and it just seems like that's what's going on, and and, and nothing is really being said. Um, to each other, so right, uh, and and you know, most people live their their sexual life is lived in shame, mm-hmm. and so because they have not healed from that shame or that guilt, um, they carry that into their conversations with their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is a that's a major part of that difficulty that you speak of, is because they're operating from fear, shame, and guilt that they have not healed from yet. Wow! Yeah, yeah, you 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 can see that. Um, so, is that something you would suggest? Like, uh, um, uh, people try to work through because um, sometimes people don't even realize that. Um, that they have this this shame and this guilt. It's just all. It's almost just like just natural. Like that, you know. People accept like this is just how how things are, and they don't even realize like that. it's an uncomfortable topic. Yeah, yeah, they just don't realize that it's a problem mm-hmm. there. So I would imagine that a person needs to heal themselves and bring themselves back into balance first, so that they don't, um, you know, transfer that energy over to in, to their children and just perpetuate that. So. Um, I would imagine that's why your book would be excellent um, because you have that kind of test so that people can kind of evaluate themselves. Right. So um, for it, for a couple, for couples out there, um, you know, that, that, that need this type of healing and don't, don't realize that they need this type of uh, healing, you know, what, what type of, uh, and just for people in general, because I know it, it touches on just your relationships overall, what type of advice would you offer, uh, you know, people out there? I would say to take some time to evaluate their, um, their desires, their wants, what they really feel comfortable with and what they don't feel comfortable with in their sexuality and be unafraid to communicate that with their mates honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 you know, first off, I would say read the book. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that would be first. But if by chance they can't read the book, that open and honest communication with yourself and with your mate is first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something you like, communicate it. If there's something you don't like, communicate it. You know, if there's something you want, communicate it. You know, that open and honest communication is number one and key also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just be unafraid, you know. Truth is liberating. Yeah. 
and most people function out of lies and deceit when it comes to their sexuality. You know, it's a lot of pretending going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely golden. Where where can uh, can people find uh, your book? Where can they go purchase it? Well, Amazon.com. Uh, of course, it is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ebook version is on my website, which is a lifeofpeace.org. Um, so, if you go to the products page on a lifeofpeace.org, or you go to the holistic sexuality page on my website, which is dracuragray.com, they can find the book there as well. So, either the a life of peace page. Amazon or drkuragray.com. Uh, it's in all three of those places. Do you do you also do uh, relationship counseling? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. If you, if you were to go to a drkuragray.com, you could actually request a uh, preliminary consultation to sit down and talk with me about your concerns, and then we can kind of look at. Um, whether the counseling that I offer is right. Um, I also do wedding officiations. So if you went to the A Life of Peace page and looked at services, you would uh, see us there as well. We do naming ceremonies. We do everything pretty much that the community needs mm. in terms of wellness yeah, on a nice. spiritual, physical, and emotional level. And then uh, those who also want to uh, take some of your health training, uh, they'll, yeah. they'll find the information there as well, right? Right, at a lifeofpeace.org. Okay, and there's all your social media info plugged in, so if they wanted to, like, you know, follow you on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on almost all of them. Okay. You know, it's so many of them now, I can't <laughs> keep up yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So Instagram, <laughs> Facebook... Twitter, YouTube, Google. Yes. Okay. Those five I can name right off the top. Of, off the top. That's where I am on social media. Okay. Perfect. Um, we really, really appreciate having you on the show. Yes. Um, and just your wisdom that that you shared. I know it's going to help a lot of people. Um, it, you know, it's very unfortunate, but um, you know, we. Just just in our, our our business, you know, in helping people, we come across so many, uh, you know, uh, couples, unfortunately, that are really struggling and just having a lot of uh, a lot of challenges overall. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we try to help when we can, but sometimes it's a little bit out of the, the scope of, of everything that we do. And we, we, we're trying to be very focused with that. So it's always good to have channels to, to direct people. So I know that, you know, this show is going to be golden. So um, thank you so much yeah, for, thank you. For, for being a part of this show. And um, Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm very happy that you all asked me to come on. And I look forward to possibly joining you all again. Anytime. Most def- most definitely. Just just from our, our talk, my wheels are already turning about <laughs> you know just you know specific uh, topic shows that uh, we we could talk to you about. Um, I I could you know ask questions for days. Um, are there are there any um, 
parting words that that you would like to leave our uh, listeners with on their holistic health journey? Mm, uh, I would say be 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 true to yourself. Be real. Just um, begin to realign yourself with nature and really understand what nature would have you to do in order to be healthy. Mm. Because all things natural when it comes to your health is going to be A plus for you. Nice. Nice. And uh, before we go, for all the information in today's episode, all of Dr. Akua's contact information, information on how to um, get access to her book, just go to jkhealthtribe.com. Go to the search box, type Dr. Akua. Doctor is abbreviated in Akua, A-K-U-A. And you can gain access to the show notes page uh, for this episode. And once again, Dr. Akua, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm super excited to share this with our community yeah no right thank you peace and blessings Uh, peace and blessings so that is the conclusion of our interview with Dr. Akua. Hopefully you enjoyed the interview, but most importantly, you receive value from it. And uh, to gain access to all the show notes, make sure you go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash 40. And there you can get um, all of Dr. Akua's information is there, information on her book, her wellness institute, her personal page. Um, and also all the information about uh, what was discussed in the interview. Okay, and make sure you shoot over to jkhealthtribe.com also to uh, subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can stay connected with Jamal and myself about all the things we have in coming down the pike in the future. Okay, so until next time, live healthier. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.